So Mike, it's nice to finally meet you. Good to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started with green surfboards? Um, yeah, well, I started pretty kind of organically, I guess. Um, we, I was a boat builder, moved to Maine from Vermont to uh, live a little closer to the ocean and kind of be able to get in the water a little more readily. And um, it's kind of an out of work boat builder, I guess. And I was looking for something to do. And I had always thought about building surfboards you know since i started surfing i had always kind of thought about how to incorporate some of the things i was learning and enjoying about boat building into surfboards and i had always kind of dreamed about building my own board and, and i always wanted to utilize materials that i was comfortable with and that was always wood i've kind of been around wooden boats most of my life and um you know when the time came and i had a little bit of time in my life to actually try to try to do something and try to build a board that was what i wanted to do i wanted to you know, work with wood and use some of the materials that I had been using on some projects along the way and felt comfortable with and felt like, you know, for all the reasons that's great for boat building, it's great for surfboards. And this is not the, the easiest and most efficient way to build surfboards. Um, you know, there's a reason why people use foam these days. I mean, it, it is, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it's easier to start with something that's solid and kind of shaped down to what you're looking for versus building up. Um, it's hard to start with just air. So uh, coming up with a way to build boards, you know, we really wanted to kind of incorporate some of the techniques that were used way back in the day, let's say in the 30s and 40s and early 50s even, um, but combine that with, you know, shapes that work today, you know, shapes, designs the that people wanted to serve. So shapes. yeah, trying to incorporate a lot of different things and, and um, you know, finding a way to do that in wood was challenging for sure you know you're, you're trying to find a way to use material wisely it's you know just the material alone is more expensive so you want to be really careful about you know and it's you know and it's you know you were trying to use it in a sustainable way and uh, just be responsible with it so you know you're dealing with a lot of challenges with um, shapes today are much more um, they're much more just challenging they're 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 more um, there's more curves there's more contours you know there's more kind of a lot more shape in a board today than there was a hundred years ago yeah so it was easy back then to build something out of wood because things were flat and square and boxy it's and, pretty straight and narrow yeah. yeah so you know you could make something out of solid wood and shape it and sculpt it but then you're dealing with a board that still weighs a lot a ton so you know trying to come up with a way to build a board that was you know as light as we thought we could make them, still making sure they're strong enough to last a long time, um, and uh, you know, and functional. So trying to combine a lot of things um, and do it in a way that's environmentally friendly and a nice work environment for us. You know, we didn't want to be wearing protective gear all day long. We wanted to be able to talk and listen to the radio and Absolutely. you know, have people come in and chat. And so you know, we've always been focused on using traditional, you know, pretty basic hand tools and and. Um, you know, as we went along and, and even as we started to produce kits and try to help people at home, that was always the thing, try to make it accessible. So you didn't need to have a shaping bay and have, you know, an expensive electric planer and all that kind of stuff. Just it's keep it simple. Keep it simple. simple and, tools and, yep. And, and you know, a good sharp tool and, and somebody with some experience using them can be super effective. Absolutely. So. Mm -hmm. When did you start Green Surfboards? 2005 we started. 2005. Yep. A long time yeah 
And you started it by yourself, or did you have partners back um, then? I had some friends that were involved in the early days. Uh, my brother's been around since we started, and he's kind of like, you know, he's a professional photographer. And he's been around um, helping us with those types of things. Um, had a couple other people involved, but um, the first year or so, um, you know, it was mostly me in the shop. And then had a couple uh, business partner come in a, about a year into it. He's been involved ever since. And the crew here, too, you know, has been here quite a long time. John's been here since for probably 12 years out of wow. the 13 and a half, I think. And uh, Nolan's been here probably almost eight years. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you started out at a time, I mean, I don't think Instagram was really around. Facebook was still barely taking off. Yeah. What, what kind of things did you go through to actually get the publicity and get your boards out there and seen? Well, one big thing that happened, just pure luck for us, was um, uh, right around, uh, well, in the first six or eight months after we started and built a couple boards, um, we had a little bit of local press through a local magazine, and um, a local newspaper wanted to do a story about us, and um, I don't know if you've heard of Clark Foam, or if you remember Clark yeah, Foam. Yeah, I've heard of Clark Foam. So, Clark Foam supplied, you know, 90% of the foam blanks to the whole industry mm -hmm. you know worldwide really and um they closed their doors this was 2006 or 2000 okay. somewhere right around there um they just decided it was time for them to be done there was a lot of challenges you know changing environment and things like that so they shut down and, and that like put the whole surf world kind of in on shock. its head yeah. yeah and all of a sudden people i think people kind of like opened their eyes to how how bad foam was, mm -hmm. you know, especially then, and, and um, most surfers think of themselves as pretty, you know, environmentally minded, and you know, all of a sudden you're uh, you're on this thing that's pretty toxic, and yeah, isn't a lot of people don't really think about time. that to begin and, with. Yeah. yeah, so we were just getting started, and you know, we were just kind of lucky. Like there was uh, stories about Clark Foam, and then there was people were looking for any type of story about like, well, what's the alternative? You know, what can mm -hmm. people really be doing? And here we were just like starting to build a few wooden boards in Maine, you know, and it was a real novelty idea. And uh, that helped us a lot, actually. Yeah, right. We had some good good press after that. And, um, you know, not that we ever thought we were going to control, you know, 90% of the industry. That was never what we wanted to do, but um, certainly was a good boost for us. Definitely. It was pretty overwhelming, honestly, because, you know, in uh, within a few months, Really, within two weeks of when that Clark closed and a bunch of stories came out, we had like a dozen board orders from people That's all over the world. You know, we had yeah. stories from the Middle East to Hawaii to California. And, um, you know, it's going back a long ways now, but it was just really interesting how that all kind of happened. And we weren't ready to produce a lot of surfboards. You know, yeah. we were still in my basement, you know, working in super cramped little space. And, um, didn't really even have the process figured out at the time, you know. You're just going with the flow. Just basically. going with it, yeah. But, you know, we spent the first year or two really working on the process and trying to find ways to um, just refine it. And, uh, you know, again, because of the way we build our boards, um, there's a lot of design that goes in before you even start. Create the inside before you can build the outside, and that's really hard to do. You know, it's hard to envision how that all happens. Um, so, you know, we used to do it 
a lot like the way you'd build or start designing and building a traditional boat, you know, where you actually you draw it out, loft draw it it out and loft it out and, you know, do cables with offsets and, you know, try to transfer everything onto plywood. And so, yeah, we were drawing templates, you know, outside on the deck of the house with nails and battens and, you know, that's how we were doing it. That's amazing. It was fun. It was really fun. But and, and now you have the 3D consumed. software. And now we have 3D software. Whole new and, learning curve. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but we also have somebody who knows how to use it, so yeah. I'm not the one doing it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's taken a long, you know, a lot of years. But you know, we've put a lot of effort and a lot of resources into that whole back end, you know, mm -hmm. computer design um, side of things. And you know, we just got a CNC machine, so now we can cut our own internal frames, and we can you know, R&D and prototype things a little faster. It's all just testing out things that we've dreamed of that, you know, maybe for one reason or another, you know, we haven't had the time or the means to kind of try them. But, you know, we're trying to put a little more emphasis on that stuff these days. That's really cool. Yeah. So so what do you have available to the public right now? You're doing workshops, you're selling kits, you're yeah. selling finished boards and commission pieces as well? Yeah, I mean, we've always, like, the custom surfboards are always the that's like the core of the business mm -hmm. but um you know ever since we it was so hard so hard to start back in the day that we always felt like okay once we came up with this process that we really liked and seems like it's really a kind of a smart way to do it we thought why not share this with people and you know back in the day everybody built their own surfboards yeah. you know there was a time 50 years ago that you couldn't go to a surf shop or a shaper and just have them make you a board you had to kind of make your own chop down a tree whatever it was so we thought you know hey this is cool this is fun we love every literally every board we build is like just as fun as it was back then and you know why not give people or just give people the resources to kind of get back into that so when you build your own board you certainly have like a whole different appreciation and you know sense Absolutely. of pride and, and uh, kind of changes the whole experience you know every time you surf so we've always been focused on trying to enable people to to do it themselves so kits have you know we've sold surfboard kits for a long time since you know first year or so those are like all the material everything that goes into a board with instructions you know everything from the frame to the planks all milled up ready to glue all the glues and hardware and resin and everything um, so it's generally pretty much you got everything you need to, to do to build that. Yeah, thing. you need tools, and you need mm -hmm. space, and, you know, you have to build a couple things to work on, you yeah. know, kind of like sawhorse-type things. Mm -hmm. and um, So, you know, it's not a weekend project. It's something, you know, you should plan on taking a month to kind of pick away at. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's, it's really fun. And we offer all sorts of levels of ways that we can help people. If somebody has their own material and they want to really dive in at an earlier stage, you know, you can buy plans like blueprints you know we have downloadable plans so you can get those if you're interested in just seeing a little more on the board itself you know you want to see what the rails look like and um you know so kind of lots of different levels you can buy just the frames you can buy planks and rail strips and um, so whatever you want any way we can help you we will um and then we offer workshops so that's become a big thing for us so you know, we do classes here in maine um, every month and we have a shop in Amagansett, New York mm -hmm. where we do classes almost more on a weekly basis they have a little more of a rolling schedule um, but that's a year-round shop as well and then we do do classes um, on the road 
up and down the west coast and we've done classes up and down the east coast as well so we have a little mobile classroom very cool you know with all the tools and everything how can people find out when those classes are being held um so yeah everything gets put up on our website which is grainsurfboards.com and um, you can go on there and see all the different board models um, all the different ways you can buy some boards we don't sell as kits we we only sell as finished boards because of their complexity but you can see all the different board models the ways you can build them um, you know read about our classes and, and all that kind of stuff um, and uh, yeah we have some pretty neat things on the website where we, we have like a 3d modeler so you can actually go into any board and open it in oh, that's awesome and actually control the board and spin it around and check out the shapes from different angles and things like that so some good features on it because it is a little more involved than just creating a new template and dropping it on a you know phone blank mm -hmm. it takes longer you know it's, it's harder for us to kind of take the time and and uh put in the time to to do that but that's a big thing for us right now is taking some of the older designs and you know updating them there's you really kind of the surf industry changes people's needs and demands are always changing so really trying to put in some time to create new new shapes and new sizes and you know try to build some capabilities where we can scale boards if somebody we have a board that's always been a six footer but somebody wants it as a five six boom we can hit a button and make that happen and so we're trying to put a lot of effort into kind of the technology and and uh, almost like the the back end part of the process mm -hmm. you know the woodworking part we've got that down but you know trying to really dial in the, the computer part the design um, technology that's a big thing right now cool. but we're going to continue building boards and teaching classes and um, you know kind of doing what we do trying to get people back into the you know enjoying the process and working with their hands and um, we're we're this year working with a couple schools. Every year we do a couple different school projects where we'll uh, get kids working on a kit through the school or they'll come in here and work with us, you know, one day a week. Right now there's a local school in New Hampshire that's, um, the teacher's actually coming here to take a class, so we're gonna train her so she can actually work with oh, all the awesome. kids. And then they're gonna build, you know, some number of kits this over the course of the winter with all the kids in uh, certain grades okay. so that's, that's cool. been a fun exciting thing for us and that's something um i talk about a lot in, in my episodes is, is exposing kids to this kind of stuff at a young age absolutely it's always you know that's kind of our favorite demographic when we have classes here and we get 13 15 year old kids coming in that are just so into surfing you know and they're they're the ones you know that really get into the process and you know they always do a great job and they're you know they know we had we had one kid come in one time uh kid named spencer we keep in touch with him um really good surfer he was 13 at the time skinny little kid and he was building a 10-foot board which seemed really big for him and somebody said during the class like man spencer why are you building such a big board and he said well i plan on having it my whole life and i'm not going to be this size forever you know and it's just like that is smart thinking, <laughs> you know, like, geez. So, I don't know, that, that kind of thinking is pretty awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't grow up in a house where there were any woodworkers, but um, I really got into wooden boats at a young age. I loved boats. Started reading a wooden boat magazine, and uh, that kind of turned me on to, to wooden boats. And 
Um, you know, I think just over the years, I'd find these great old wooden boats in people's backyards and get them and, you know, buy them and fix them up and sail them and live on them and trade them. And um, I never went to school. I mean, I've taken some boat building classes here and there, but like never really any formal training. And I'm really kind of a, I'm not a great boat builder, but I've spent enough years working on my own boats and then wound up working for some boat shops doing little restoration projects. And I worked for a maritime museum, um, building a big, like a 90 foot schooner. Oh, wow. So that, and I was more, I was kind of like a project manager. So I did some boat building, but more was kind of overseeing and just keeping everything working there. Um, but, um, so yeah, kind of over the course of my life, just always was around boats and around woodworking through that means. Um, I worked for Burton Snowboards for a long time okay. too, so I was been in the board sports industry for for quite a while. Um, but yeah, all those things kind of combined to lead me, I think, in this direction. At one point, I left Burton and decided I wanted to be I wanted to work on boats. You know, that was like late. That was like '96. That I was kind of like, all right, I just want to like, I got my captain's license and I used to, you know, start a little company like taking people out sailing and in the winters I'd work at boat shops and um, the more I was around boats, the more I was interested in, you know, how they're built and just, you know, maintaining them, keeping them going. I mean, there's something really nice about keeping an old boat afloat, you know, and that's the thing about a wooden boat, like they're always made by hand and there's something really great about something that you know every piece of it was handled by a person you know and it was thought through and it was um you know just kind of created with you know with something in mind you know it wasn't just one of a thousand that was taken out of the same mold you know every i don't know one's unique. yeah everyone's unique and um so that was inspiring to me you know and and uh yeah, I think when I moved to Maine, I knew that I wanted to stay working as a woodworker, you know, and ideally working as a boat builder. And um, yeah, that's kind of green just kind of grew out of that. We didn't I didn't move to Maine to start building surfboards. I moved to Maine because I wanted to live in Maine, mm -hmm. you know, and the surfboard part came after that. And uh, I'd say we use the wood we use because we're in Maine, yeah. you know, but um kind of living somewhere we wanted to live came first, you know, and then figuring out how to run a business around that kind of yeah. came second, you know, and uh, so... The quality of life. Quality of life, for sure, no doubt. I've been in, um, you know, we grew up spending a lot of time in Vermont, and I'd say most of my life we've been in and around Vermont, cross-country skiing and snowboarding and hiking and just always had a love for New England as a whole and and uh, Vermont is a special place but I knew I always wanted to be closer to the coast I mean we grew up near the ocean down in New Jersey and so I always had kind of a love for the, you know for the ocean and so it was like Vermont and the mountains Maine and the ocean and mm -hmm. it's just time to try something new and I think when we moved here we always thought it was kind of temporary you know that it was just like go down and do it for a little while and you know, where to go, go back, but um, this is a great place to be, you know, and it's a great place for a business, and the surfing is great, you know. Yeah, so how is the surf out here in Maine? Um, it's great if you 
don't mind cold water, you know. And sharks. It's not. It's not bad. It's definitely. There's worse places. There's a really cool story. Um, before we head into the shop and get to work, where can people find you? Well, um, we are on a website, which is grainsurfboards.com. You can find information about our shop in Maine and our shop down in New York, plus uh, our mobile classes that we teach up and down the West Coast and some other great places. Um, Instagram, grainsurfboards.com, Facebook. Um, we have a YouTube and a Vimeo channel as well that are worth checking out. Um, but uh, definitely sign up for our, our newsletter on our website and, um, you know, send us an email if you have any questions, if there's anything we can answer. Cool. And I will also include links down below in the description of this video of where you can find Grain Surfboards and learn more about their story and maybe even sign up for a workshop in the future. Anyways, guys, thanks for watching this video and please subscribe and share with the rest of the world. Thanks, Thanks for the work, Mike. Yeah, you got it. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay.